The following podcast is rated I for intellectual. It contains jargonistic terminology that might be too stimulating for some listeners. Topics discussed are approached with an emphasis towards educational fair use. Critical thinking is advised. Welcome to Special Topics in Media Studies. I'm Dr. Garrett Castleberry, a professor of communication at Mid-America Christian University. And uh, for for new or returning audiences, we are devoting a segment of our time uh, this uh, this this summer, but really this season of learning in higher ed toward uh, rewarding graduate students in uh, our media methods and content creation course. This is part of our communication graduate emphasis that students are eligible to pair with uh, their master's of leadership as well as MBA degree and and, and hopefully in a fruitful future uh, other other options will come. But in the meantime that is certainly a, a service area we are um, interested in and devoting a segment of this course toward. Of course, uh, regular attendees of the program know uh, this is a class that, that speaks to other courses we offer here in the communication program, but it's also a service to a much wider body. We're interested in audiences of all sorts and intrigued by the educational opportunities that we can gain through investigating and dialoguing about media. Well, I've used this term dialoguing just now, and um, and, and we uh, have a focus on attempting to use the process of dialogue to tease out, to unearth and reveal important findings. And so uh, in this instance, I am joined by an occasional colleague, friend of the program, uh, occasional co-host Kyle Hammonds, or I guess I should say Dr. Kyle Hammonds is in the studio today. Kyle, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk with you today. Well, we're excited to have you back. And uh, and, and so if, if folks are new to the program, Kyle and I have wrapped up i mean technically recency is a relative term but we recently um, finished distributing our uh, discussion over the marvel comics event series civil war and uh, we're actually uh, actively engaging in our next uh, graphic novel focused series of talks that we'll be producing in the near future. We'll, we'll discuss the details of those at a later date, but I wanted to pause and uh, really, really bring out a different side of, of Kyle and uh, give, give listeners a chance to uh, hear from him and specifically our graduate students in this media methods and content creation course. And so I invited Kyle in as part of our interview series where we are looking at learning from, right? Hearing from and learning through uh, the tales and experiences of, of, of folks working in and utilizing podcasting as a specific and strategic mass medium of communication. And so uh, as we do that, I, I want to, to kind of outline a little bit of just background information real quick. Uh, Kyle, Tell us a little about who you are, kind of where you're from and, 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 wh- and what you do. Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Dr. Kyle Hammonds. I have a PhD from the University of Oklahoma in communication. And the focus for me there was on media studies and specific media humanities. So I'm interested in 
not just how media and machinery works, but how the you know people go about actually using it and incorporating it into their lives, which is maybe one of the reasons you asked me to talk with you today. So I've been working on research projects uh, the past several years in regard to how people interact with media and especially film and podcasting. And I've been on a number of podcasts. I started with game show podcasts. That was pretty fun. Did not win on the first game <laughs> show that I played on, but I, I got some positive experience. They invited me back. And shortly thereafter, you invited me to come and talk about some comics and how comics are representative of American myth and what we can teach our students about that here at Mid-America Christian University. And a lot of my research since then has been focused on things like uh, podcasting and film and the pedagogical or, or teaching-oriented qualities of those media. So that's kind of what I've been up to in, in the past couple of years. Absolutely. And so uh, Kyle is no stranger, as we both articulated, to special topics and media to this program, but he comes at it from a completely different angle and so uh, so appreciative of his contributions and, and we value really what, what those angles represent. Uh, I know you also, I believe I listened to and slash viewed your appearance on a podcast that that had to do with Batman. It was it was like a Batisode or something like that. You're you you're familiar with that in your in your scholarly arena. Is that right? That's right. So I have a special interest in superhero stories and the evolution of American myths from the Western through the the superhero genre, and then how superhero stories impact the way that we communicate in modern Western society, whether that be contributions to globalization, or whether it has to do with the way that we teach morality, or come to learn politics. Superhero stories have a, a broad influence on contemporary, especially American society. So a lot of my research has honed in on that. I have a recent article about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, or Far From Home, rather. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of, there's home in all of those titles. He's um, a regular homie. He's, yes. <laughs> home, homebody, I guess. And the, the focus there was on how that particular movie represents anxieties about the way that we consume media and the difficulties of engaging with visual communication, the ethics of creating digital media, things like that. So if that gives some kind of sample of, of the sort of things I've been interested in. And there have been a couple of other academic podcasts where folks have invited me on to talk about superheroes, one of which I think the one that you were thinking of just recently had to do with the movie Joker, and folks That's right. That's were right. asking me about what is what makes the Joker so popular. So that was a fun conversation. Well, and and so our listeners with deep pockets will probably want to go out and uh, invest in what we hope to be hope, hope hoping soon will be released uh, uh, a a a, uh, a monograph on said topic that's uh, being spun out of. Your your recently completed dissertation, so you've had a chance to do lots of intellectual deep dives into these types of pop culture materials. Yes. Well, this is this is exactly 
what uh, I, I was seeking to carve out a space for in our interview series, which is to to outline how you are able to approach podcasting from an intellectual standpoint. You you represent a certain uh, um, you know not only type of individual type of content creator, um, but a community, intellectual community uh, that we encounter. You know, higher ed is but. A, a pond or series of ponds that that we we can we can see these things enacted but um, but really intellectual community is much deeper much wider than that and uh, we're kind of looking at ways we can understand how content creation manifests and then and then what what we can glean from it as potential creators it, it, as you may be in the dark on our students will be putting together some uh, projects proposing a, a pilot a podcast of their own mm. and so any insights we have are, are uh, represent doorways to, to kind of steer direct or provide guidance in their creative process uh, well beyond you've mentioned a couple of intellectual interests scholarly interests but uh, um, what do you, any personal interests so what, what is Kyle about and then how does how does Kyle's interests? parlay into you know where you found yourself in life at this point sure uh that is a big question i th i think the the broad answer is that i really fell in love with movies growing up and have been an active cinephile for as long as i can remember and i didn't know whether there would be any space for a person like me in the world to actually be able to participate in creating media mm -hmm. or in working things like film or or um, prose narrative or things like that into a job. So I I was kind of proceeding under the the notion that there there wouldn't be room for that kind of thing. And and one of the joys of being in school that I found was that there were people who were interested in what media like film and television have to say to others and the way that we use film and media not only as a way to communicate through those media like say a filmmaker trying to express a particular message through the the work that they create but also the fact that people talk about media very regularly and that can do things like bring people together when they have common interests. It can spark discussion and conversation when people have differences. It can inspire people to talk about things like morality and politics. And ultimately, businesses are now very invested in things like fandom because people can be motivated to do things based on whether or not they have an investment in a narrative that is associated with their particular product. And so film and media studies has has now exploded onto the scene as something that's intricately related with um, other kinds of industries. And fortunately, that meant for someone like me who's been interested in that for a long time, I can take what's meant a lot to me in my personal life and bring some value from that into my professional life as well. It's interesting you bring up this early interest that, that then parlayed into a question about 
to what level can I partake in the conversation or can I participate in the media as experience? And during your lifetime, we have uh, we've benefited from the likes of scholars such as Henry Jenkins, who coined uh, or, pop, or popularized the phrase, at least in intellectual circles, participatory culture. And uh, he, this is this is a uh, an individual that, not unlike our program here, kind of um, does a um, an exciting dance between ideas relating to communication, media studies, and and even and even other interdisciplinary realms uh, like sociology, right, or like like a, a, a brand a brand uh, um, a management and uh, the, the the kind of bridging the worlds of of commerce and marketing and economics and uh, and so uh, you know Jenkins would would suggest that yes we have shifted into um, a participatory culture where uh, fans of all kinds are. are uh, investing in different ways. I think about uh, a case study that's, it, it's rather an outlier, but it's no less fascinating. Uh, the Amidst uh, the COVID-19 global pandemic, we saw a number of businesses, first of all, shut down due to kind of regulatory order, um, but then, but then, you know, ebb and flow in the economic wake of this situation. And we all went through different forms of trials and tribulations as a result. But a company that should have commercially capsized uh, is the, uh, the, the, the gaming store GameStop, right? This, this is a chain of, uh, chain of stores, a kind of brick and mortar. You'd see GameStops in possible malls or, or uh, shopping district boutique stores. And um, as we know, brick and mortar standalone stores have had a hard time staying open post COVID. And, and yet something else that happened during the pandemic where people began investing, uh, experimenting more with, with investing in general, right? Like investing stocks in, in, in various companies and miscellaneous we saw for example, the the stock prices of media companies skyrocket during this period, and a lot of people were kind of playing with with the revenue in that way. And GameStop's a weird situation where it should have gone under, and then instead there is a um, and I might I might obscure a bit of terminology here in in inaccurate locations, but um, the 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 fan investor kind of interceded and stepped in at the last minute, saving a company that was about to go under. And then I guess I'm trying to remember the exact term. They, uh, um, not partially, but maybe kind of, they hyperinflated the stock's value uh, temporarily at least. And and in this kind of like was a, almost a political movement to demonstrate that no, we care about these things and certain institutes in the modern society should be protected and not allowed to fall the wayside. And the, the film industry itself has taken it on to yes. create a record of this. We've got a movie coming out later this year called dumb money with, Paul Dano, that's uh, recording the the events surrounding GameStop and those stocks, and so we have this interconnected relationship too that uh, people expressed that they felt there was value added to their lives 
based on the media that they consume. And then, of course, the industries that rely on that are now creating records of it and popularizing the story. Well, these are, you know, just a sampling of some of the, I, I say, it, it, what, what we're sensing here, we, we're having somewhat of an improvised conversation of a case study note, but really we're getting at an idea, which is that as, as important as our media culture is, so is the information society in which we, we find ourselves living, the digital cultures uh, that we've built up for ourselves, and how digital spaces have have impact on real-world decision-making, and not just uh, commercial or even social, but political decisions. And, um, and, and so this circles us back around to this, this uh, question of why. why. Why study or take the time to talk about, I don't know, ideas of intellectual curiosity and so on. And, uh, and, and this is just a, a demonstration of those values. Well, I want to do one thing before I forget, Kyle, uh, and that's that I just want to tease a, another project kind of coming down the pipeline. They We've been talking a little bit about movies. We've been talking about finance. We're talking about podcasting. And I would tease this idea that we, we've been uh, noodling around with this concept of um, the the commercialization and the economics of the of the film industry and the film experience and there's there's certainly been shifts in its history that are unfolding as we speak and we're we're looking at a way to kind of concentrate some of those ideas into a long form uh, set of dialogues and and so not connected to this interview but coming soon we're going to kick off. Um, what will be at least a four-part uh, series of dialogues on uh, summer blockbusters, but we're specifically going to tailor these conversations at the at, at one month at a time. And so, really, how we're going to angle this is it's 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 going to be an opportunity to explore uh, the ebbs and flows of uh, film. Economics, film culture, and and our reception of these artifacts uh, through the months of what is a perceived "quote unquote" summer blockbuster season. That's an idea we've been spinning, and we're gonna we're gonna take some time and kind of explore what it means, and and perhaps come up with some new theorizations about how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that right now, as as I look at my calendar, you know, we're we're gonna be able to release soon. These these episodes will start dropping uh, probably toward the end of the summer as it's starting to wind down. That's the perfect time to kind of enter a, a state of reflection, that sort of thing. Well, Kyle, uh, one last question I want to ask you about. You mentioned scholarly interests. You mentioned your background in education. You mentioned some of the popular culture artifacts that you appreciate and enjoy, but one of the benefits, in addition to guesting on podcasts, you've had a chance to begin sharing some of your teaching experiences with podcasting to the academic communities. Uh, this started with an opportunity to to serve on a panel at uh, our local state-based organization. I think I believe is the Oklahoma Speech Theater and Communication Association, if I'm reading that correctly. You, uh, you shared some of your insights and, and observations from that, and then par, parlay that into an opportunity to speak at a regional conference, our discipline's 
Central States Communication Association, both those organizations affiliated with the National Communication Association. Um, but you had a chance to, to kind of give some guest talks in that way on podcasting and pedagogy. And, 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 and do you have a kind of summation of uh, a couple of thoughts and ideas uh, about value you've unearthed in this, in this experience? Sure. Uh, I think podcasting is, so it was surprisingly helpful to my teaching. I, I was not especially interested in podcasts until just the last probably five years or so, actually. And at first I approached them as entertainment. And then when I stumbled onto true crime, I, st I, I learned that those can be very educative as well. And then, of course, if you're going to try and learn something from someone, you want to make sure that you have a good teacher and someone who is uh, doing good research, not just research that sounds good or sounds entertaining, but is someone who actually knows what they're talking about. And as I was reflecting on these things, you approached me with the opportunity to co-host some of the uh, educational podcasts that you do here at MidAmerica Christian. So among the things that I learned while I was working on, have been and continue to work on these educational podcasts with you, is uh, first that it, it makes the lessons more accessible in a lot of ways. People don't have to show up at a particular place at a particular time, but they can absorb the information at their own pace and at the times that are convenient for them. So in that way, I think that podcasting can help to democratize education. And I'm sure that this can be applicable in spaces outside of the academy as well for businesses that want to give tips and want to uh, get information to their stakeholders. Being able to feed people podcasts is a way that they can get that information voluntarily and on their own terms. And also, I discovered that when I'm collaborating with other people, such as yourself, who know what they're talking about in that specific industry, so for us it's, it's teaching and education, for others it may be different things, co-hosting means going through the process of dialogue. As we are talking together, we have the opportunity to discover things through our conversations with each other and through combining our perspectives that maybe neither one of us would have thought of independently. So that collaborative process is really good for generating new ideas that maybe we wouldn't have thought of doing things on our own. And it also offers choice pathways. So say folks are interested in learning about one particular subject as related to their goal in a class. They can follow the series of podcasts that we've produced that help them focus on that particular interest or application. Say that they are uh, most interested in learning about the uh, how people talk about superhero stories versus how people talk about horror stories or other kinds of genres. If there are a series of podcasts that we've created on superheroes versus horror versus fantasy or using different artifacts to talk about those things. It allows people to jump down the pathways that is most applicable to them. 
So those are kind of the three main things that have been especially helpful for me in participating in educational podcasting. We've got that democratization, we've got collaboration and creativity, and we've got the choice pathways, all of which seem to be helpful for stakeholders. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for for dropping in, for checking in with us once again. We love hearing from you, and, and certainly our feedback so far is people love hearing from you. You've got... As I've been told numerous times, uh, a great voice for radio. And that's that's not to admonish any other qualities that you possess, which are many, by the way. Uh, th- big thanks to Dr. Hammonds for uh, coming in, sharing his thoughts on the practice of podcasting, relating it to uh, education and other experiences. And uh, we're appreciating the values he's helping us Uh, realize in this interviewing series in conjunction with our media methods and content creation graduate course and of course our special topics in media program special topics in media is presented in cooperation with the communication media and ethics program at mid-america christian university special topics is written and produced by garrett castleberry executive advisor scott mcmurray Audio engineer and executive producer, Will McMurray. Graphic design by Allison Garner. And music composed by Austin Foster.